I am Liz Wright. Welcome to Live Your Best Life. The only thing that matters now is living by the power of this wonderful new creation life. We're going to become an undefeatable force of radiating glory, and we are rising up strong now in this hour. Hi, family. Thank you for tuning in all over the world to this week's episode of Live Your Best Life with me, Liz Wright. And my goodness me, you're in for a treat today. My precious guest joining me for today's conversation is such a woman of love and humility. She's so real, so authentic. She's all about the journey and her relationship with Jesus and And literally her relationship with Jesus impacts everywhere she goes. And she has quite a career, quite a journey that the Lord's led her on this far. Just to give you a little bit of an intro to her, she was previously head of faith and family content at MGM Studios in USA. She was a producer for international brands, including Warner Brothers, um, Gillette and Ford and many many other well-known brands and she's currently a producer with the global phenomenon Chosen, the TV series Chosen which as many of you who watch this show know that is my all-time favourite television show, it's amazing so she's one of the producers, It's she's such an inspiration so literally fasten your seatbelts you're going to be so so empowered today by the conversation with the beautiful Catherine Warnock. Catherine, welcome to the show. Hi, Liz. Thank you for having me. I'm nervously excited. This is out of my comfort zone. So thank you for having me. You're normally behind the camera, right? You're behind the camera, making everybody else look amazing. (laughs) Oh, exactly. I was like, oh, I should actually put on eye makeup today, I think. So well done you. No, it's a joy. Thank you. I can't wait to just talk about how good God is and yeah. how impossible you know Dallas always says that the chosen God does impossible math and my story is a living testament to that oh totally absolutely well I wanted to start just to give people who are not familiar with you a little bit of your backstory like because I know starting from um, when you were in Holy Trinity Brompton in London the church in Church of England Church in London obviously in the ministry world and then the Lord took you on the journey into impacting Hollywood so will you just give us a snapshot of how what what that journey looks like yeah I'll try to be brief so it began when I actually went to Mozambique Africa um, to work with Irish Ministries Heidi and Roland Baker thought I was going to live there the rest of my life God just had a very different plan and about two months in was just like no I want to pack you up and send you to Hollywood and he showed me very elaborately what the path where he was going to take me how he was going to do it and the pain of shaping character that it would take to get there and so I wrestled with him for a number of hours middle of the night it was vivid memory story for another day perhaps and um and so I was like okay uh, you know I'm a missionary and a school teacher (laughs) what are you talking about so skip ahead he just said now I'm going to take you as far away from the call as possible and boy did he um so shortly after Mozambique, I met my husband in Mozambique, Daniel, we got married, um, moved to London, worked for HTB, loved it, absolutely loved it, and felt like I was a bit of a missionary even there. Um, and, and God just took me, like I said, as far away from Hollywood as possible and made it very clear that I will not let you do a single thing in your own strength to open up uh, a door into Hollywood. It's going to be completely a back door. So he just took me on a long journey of shaping my character, uprooting 
some things that I now know, like shame, eating disorder that I didn't even know was kind of laying dormant in me and um, various other things just, and just kind of began pulling them out. And I look now and I go, gosh, I could not sit where I sit now. Had he not dealt with shame in my life? Had he not dealt with body image things in my life? Had he not dealt with crippling insecurities and like you wouldn't last two days or you would just become quite an evil person, I think in this industry, if they go and dealt with. So yeah, so that was the journey. And there were a number of sidesteps, the sidesteps in that journey of just, you know, working for free for an A-list actress as her assistant first season, just to get a foot in the door and then climbing a ladder at another film company, taking a job as a receptionist, climbing a ladder up to creative director um, at that studio and, and producer, and then going all the way back down and God going, now you're going to be a waitress and serve wine and get yelled at all day long in the middle of Christmas, you know, rush season. And I'm just like, what is happening in my life? Um, and then skip ahead to, okay, now you're going to go be creative director in a fashion industry. Okay. Now you're going to, now I want to pivot you and I want you to go be general manager of Darling Magazine. Okay. Now I'm going to pivot you and I want you to be director of operations, essentially the executive pastor at a church. Okay. Now I'm going to give you an in to MGM. And so it got to the point was where I just was on my resume. I was like, I'm unemployable. Like I can't send my resume into anybody and they go, great. This is a typical trajectory in Hollywood. I know exactly where she fits. I'm going to hire her. Like my resume looked like really high level, beautiful stuff, but it was like a maze. You had to really have eyes to see. Yeah. So diverse. You had to really have eyes to see. And so it got to the point where I was like, I'm unemployable. And especially once we started having kids, it was just like, and I'm the primary breadwinner. My husband stays home with the kids. So I'm like, I'm unemployable unless God, you move mountains. And every single time he just would open a door. He would just open a door through a back door and give me immense favor um, to just do what I could do in the natural while he threw his supernatural upon it. So that's the really quick version. That's the quick version. It's amazing. So do you look back and can you see him developing? Like you said, you were going, you're on a heart journey where he was uprooting the shame and healing your heart and presumably preparing you in experience and character and healing to move you into then the more influential positions. Do you see, was there a parallel? Like while you were walking through all of this, you were going through the heart journey at the same time? I mean, all the heart journeys felt like I was in prison, to be honest. to where I just had this word to hold on to that, to be honest, Liz, I didn't care about. <laughs> I'm someone that everyone's like, what do you dream of in life? I was like, I have zero dreams. Like to the point where I'm like, I've just always, from the moment I've become a Christian, became a Christian, it was Jesus and Jesus alone. Like he is my ambition. And that sounds like a cop-out in today's Christianity loaded with humanism and ambition, but I'm just like, no, that literally was it. And then I'm just obedient. And so even in the, even in this job, I was just like in tears last night talking to my husband and I just was like, I'm in the most privileged position that I feel like is just a day-to-day walk of obedience. I'm, you know, helming a part of this global phenomenon TV show. And um, it just feels like, you know, but I want to be hugging my babies, but I want to be you know, spending time with my husband. And, yeah. Um, so it's just constantly the cost. And what I see more than anything is how few people actually are willing to pay the, the cost of character shaping in the hidden wilderness. You just said something that was just like a nugget. 
And I think that's huge, particularly in the industry that you're in. Like nothing owns your identity. Like the mm. Lord's taken you on such a journey where he's healed your identity so deeply and your emotional, you know, your, your heart so, so deeply. And that you're no wonder he trusts you with the area of influence that you have, the responsibilities that you have, because like you've said, he is your everything from the point that you knew him. He was your ambition. I mean, that to me is massive, particularly in Hollywood, where it's all mm. about identity, right? I remember when I was working over in Hollywood, you know, years ago, and um, the Lord said to me clearly when I first got there, he said the issue in Hollywood, meaning the whole, that whole gate, the media gate, you know, said the issue in Hollywood is over identity, you know, which nature is going to be showcased out of Hollywood, you know, and to to know who we are is to the degree that we'll have influence over there when we know who we are in Christ. And like you said, where there's just no ambition anymore, it's just Jesus and Jesus alone. And then he starts to, like he's done with you, open these profound doors of opportunity that just, um, you know, we're not qualified for in the natural, you know, and it's just step by step by step so it's so beautiful there was something else that you said Catherine and I just thought when I, I was listening to uh, an interview that you did a little while ago and I just thought oh man that's amazing where the Lord um, gave you revelation so you're now you were talking about now you were in these positions of authority as a producer and of influence and the Lord had spoken to you about shifting atmospheres and changing culture by extending your temp pegs that was the phrase that you use and I just thought oh my goodness that's profound will you unpack that a little bit what did the Lord show you with that yeah so gosh it's been a well over a decade journey of he started just talking to me about you know Catherine I need you to I need you to press in to extend your tempex. Like it was a command. And in Isaiah, oh, I think it's 53. Mm. Um, sorry, I'm not one of those preachers that remembers. It's in the Bible. Are. I'm just like, it's somewhere. <laughs> yeah. um, Jesus so, said it. <laughs> so he was like, Captain, this is a command for you to extend your tempex for my glory to disciple and raise up other people so that they can come under your tent and, and rest. And so I started a long journey of what does that look like tangibly? So for a long season, it was just pressing in with God and just like getting revelation on it, growing closer to him. Like, you know, I can't give away what I myself don't have. Um, but then it expanded to, I was creative director in the fashion industry and that film industry fashion, it's just, it's gnarly. It's dark. It's cutthroat. It's backstabby. It's all the things we, we all think it is. Um, and so, um, and you're also flying around with your head cut off. And the moment anyone smells anything Christianese on you, it's like shut down. Like it's, mm -hmm. it, it, unless it's authentic and alive, which very few Christians in the industry carry the presence of God. That's just a, a sad fact in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Um, and that I think reverts to, well, that's a whole other unpacking we can talk about later. But um, so anyways, I'm in the fashion industry. We're working crazy hours. I've got models in all day long. I've got photographers. I've got graphic designers and it's cutthroat. And I don't have time to talk to anyone about Jesus. I don't have time to mentor really intentionally like I normally do as a leader um, in business. Mm. So it got to the point where I was like, Jesus, like I'm going to wither and die if I don't find a way to stabilize in the spirit. 
And he began to just really go, Catherine, you have the authority of this one third of this whole American operation for this fashion company you are in charge of. You have the authority, like no matter the, the toxic nature and culture outside of this studio, you are in charge because start just pulling down heaven. Wow. I remember I used That's to do this. Huge. Yeah. When That's I was huge. an assistant at HTB for Paul Cowley, he understandably would come in and just be anxious about something. And this was years and years and years ago. And I would just under the desk, I would just like, this is when it started. I would just push my piece on him because I wasn't in the meeting he just got out of. I wasn't not, I don't have the demands on me. That, and so I just would push. He wouldn't even know it, but under the desk, I'm like visually pushing. Right. Just my, I'm like it's releasing pushing it my, from your spirit, pushing my tent over him. And he would immediately just like, and then we would just settle into our meeting. And so that was the start of it. So then the fashion industry was me going, okay, how do I do this without words? How do I do this without action? How do I just so make my tent cover and just make this a place of worship and surrender and offering? And I didn't even know anything was happening until I started seeing relationships come together. I started seeing models just suddenly go, I've stopped drinking and I don't know why. I've stopped sleeping around and I don't know why. Hey guys, I think wow. I'm gonna go check out church for the first time. This carried on until... Every single member of my staff and models, their life's completely changed. Um, many, like one is now a, a profound Christian with the ministry to the homeless. Her husband just won America's Got Talent. Like, this is crazy Ooh. stuff. And they're, they're mad in love with Jesus Christians. And this, is, this was a huge part of where it all started. Um, and so that was my journey of just learning how do we as Christians anchor into the spirit of God, the presence of God, and truly just be a conduit of who he is. How do we get yeah. out of the way? How do we remove, remove humanism and instead just go, Jesus, I worship you. Have your way in this place. And then you can't do that if you're not cultivating it on your own. Skip right. ahead and I'll wrap with this. Skip ahead to, we just had this massive live event for the chosen. And we have an audio team, an AV team that aren't Christians at all. I mean, heavy, dark, like you could tell they just were like not impressed by us at all. Want, did not want to be there. You, you name it. And we just brought our culture. And by the end of the night, by the end of the night, we didn't preach at them once. We didn't say anything. If anything, we gave them full permission to keep middle fingering Jesus, if anything. Um, and by the end of the night, we're like, hey, would you like to go like grab a bite with us? It's been a really long night. Super, like, very successful event. Would you like to grab a bite with us? And they've softened over the entire night. And by the end of it, one just went, one went, I have not felt this good in two years since the pandemic started. This is the first time I don't feel anxiety. Another oh, went, hey, I just want to let you know, like, I hate Christianity. I used to be a worship leader, the falsity in the church, everything. And he just began laying down like, and this guy was like the darkest kind of looking one. Like you're like, what are you into, bro? Like you look pissed. And he was, and by the end of the night, he was just like, Hey, I just want to let you know, this is the Jesus. I've always been desperate to know what you guys displayed to us tonight. And that is the power of just culture. No one preached at him. It was just culture of the authentic Jesus and the presence of Jesus and people that were willing to serve him that should have been just probably bossing him around, but instead we're choosing to serve him. So I don't know if that answers your question, Liz, it's but that's the kind massive. of whole journey. <laughs> that's massive. It's huge. And it is, it's so simple, isn't it? It's about being authentic. Like, mm -hmm. like what you said is just 
you know, wherever people are at, whether it's a developing this culture, extending the tent peg of your relationship with Jesus, right? The authentic connection that you've got where you feel his presence. And just like you did, you know, in HTB and, and then going on down the years where you're just extending the canopy of your peace like you, the per, the person of Jesus right just releasing him I love it it reminds me of um Francis of Assisi you know where he says preach the gospel and use words if you have to you know it's like just just shine Jesus release him because you're with him you know and I think that's the difference isn't it you're you're taking the actual presence of God into the atmosphere of every studio, every in these dark, dark places, these industries that are so locked and so anti-Christian or anti-religion, I would say, that anti-religion, and just releasing him, the, the Prince of Peace, who then just is transforming lives. It's amazing. And I love it. I mean, anyone can do that, right? Whether it's in your workplace or your family or yeah. however extreme, whatever environment you're in, this is governance, isn't it? But it's from just living in that face-to-face -face place of relationship and and surrender as well. That's something else that really comes across from your life. I love what you said about you don't want any trace of humanism mm. in your life story you literally so what does that look like for you on a daily basis are you literally just yielded to the lord like looking at him in your heart as you're moving through your life it's a great question um i didn't even know what humanism was about five years ago i was like i was worshiping one day and god showed me these these people in LA and I lived in LA at the time digging these holes. Like there are groups of people all over the city digging these big giant holes. And I was like, Oh, cool. What are they doing? And, and the Lord's like, they're digging wells of revival. And I'm like, yeah, awesome. And then all of a sudden I see these massive layers of just cement and just toxicity, just pile up layer by layer on top of each hole. But the people weren't aware that this was happening. And so they kept trying to dig, but there's no way they can dig these wells of revival if they're like sandwiched in by this cement and toxicity. And I was like, what is happening? And God goes, it's humanism. He goes, it's humanism in the church. That's why we can't. And I remember I leaned over to my husband. And I go, what's humanism? <laughs> and he just told me. And I was like, okay. So that started a long journey of going wow, God, help me eradicate this first for my life. Like teach me. And I was mm. heartbroken at how prevalent humanism is and drips off my life. How like to this day. And um, so it's a long journey that I'm on with God of just going, how do I eradicate by your power, by your grace, by your mercy, humanism for my life, reveal to me where it's on. And a huge way he teaches that, that to me is he always drops me in jobs that I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> so I have to literally sit there and be like, Holy Spirit, if you, you gotta cover me. Google you got how to do your job. <laughs> literally. I think people really take for granted how important it is to just stay quiet in meetings and be okay, not coming off as a know-it-all because then you're powered to Google afterwards. It's exponential. <laughs> just look intelligent at the time. <laughs> Oh my so, goodness. It's anyways. so, this is, this is such a huge key for people, Catherine. Yeah. Really, 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 I can feel it in my spirit while you're speaking. So this is really, really important. I just want to encourage you guys. I'm sure you're glued to this, this part of the conversation as well, because this is a piece that once this is detoxed from the church, we're going to we're going to completely transform in yes. terms of our expression yes. of our relationship with Jesus and the impact we have. So yeah. So no, so please carry on Catherine. I can feel Holy Spirit, like really yeah. strongly on this. 
Yeah, no, I'm t- just like the revelation of Carrie's kingdom, extend your 10 pegs. Yeah, this, this is the revelation that he's now going. Now, this is what I want you to sup at. This is the table I want you to be mentored in by him. Mm-hmm. And it's so important. So in my day to day job, I, I can't tell you how often I'm just like, okay, God, what you've got a better way or problem arises. And I go, wow, God, you've got a problem. How do you want to solve it? And so all day, I'm just trying my best to do what I can do in the natural as he expands my natural skill set, my natural capacity, like he's faithful. He's so faithful. When we offer him our talents and are diligent with them, he gives more. Mm. You can't convince me otherwise. Obviously, it's biblical, but I live it. Um, Mm. So there's that. So I'm faithful with what he gives me and what he expands upon my life, at least to the best of my ability. But then there's this part of me that's like, at the same time, while I'm doing, 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 how do I also just completely be hands off? And he knows at any moment he has full permission to just completely pivot me. So case in point, I was executive producing this massive two-part documentary series that we're going to roll out next year. And we were fully down the track of shooting one specific way. We were completely down the track of so this is the 11th hour, like we're filming in two days. So I just, and I can't remove from my spirit, this niggling pokey thing that I'm like, there's, there's a better way. There's a better way. And I keep getting these flashes of how we should be filming, but I'm aware in my natural mind, this is completely a huge pivot. It's going to cause everyone huge inconvenience. So I just go, okay, the most I can do is just bring my offering and we see, we see what God does with it. So I said, Hey guys, just want to let you know, I can't, in my gut, I can't let go of this, but this is what I think we should do. We workshop it for a few minutes and everyone just locks and loads and goes absolutely unequivocally. That's what we should do. Huge inconvenience, but that's what we should do. Move ahead. The way we choose to shoot is so profound, so alive. I intentionally can't give you insight until it releases. I apologize. But the way we shoot is so intentional, so alive. We're in video village watching this crying because we have nine non-Christians that are meeting Jesus because of the way we chose to shoot. So for the first time in their life, they're meeting the authentic Jesus. One of which now is like full blown Christian others, which are like now really engaging with Christianity in a way they never knew they could or wanted to. And it's because we listened to Holy spirit. Yeah. Had we just gone ahead with the other way we were going to shoot, that never would have happened. Yeah. And so I'm just going, how that's human. That's like humanism is we think this is the best way to shoot. Right, right. This is industry proven. It's Joan of Arc, right? Joan of Arc pulled down a way of strategy and battle that we use today. But at the time, everyone's looking at her like, you're a moron, you're crazy. That makes no sense. But she just listened to heaven and executed. Yeah. And so I just am trying my best to get out of the way. And it starts by listening to those tiny whispers. And the moment I lean into the whisper, it gets really loud and I'll get visions and I'll get, this is what we should do. Um, I'm not always right. I'm learning, but I don't know if that answers your question, but that's kind oh. of where I'm at right now. Oh, it's just amazing. It's so encouraging because it's true partnership with Holy Spirit, isn't it? And it's such a place of rest, I'm sure, mm. to live in. I mean, I know there are like really scary moments and it's the cost, you know, it's like, okay, I could get fired and this could cost us a lot of money and it could be a big mess. But Jesus, you know, I trust you in it. I trust you in it. And look at the fruit. It's just amazing. I mean, it, you you are such an inspiration, Catherine, to the what happens in our lives when we let Jesus be God, be be expressed through us as his body authentically and how 
we just uh, I love as well that your your value system of love and honor and just creating that culture everywhere you go as well of his presence to shift the atmosphere and also just how you value people you don't try and convert everybody or preach at anybody you're not judging people or criticizing you're just loving people and letting him love the one in front of you through you it's just so beautiful and it's obviously having massive impact it's just amazing it's so inspirational oh my goodness okay it's fun it's fun it's It's the only way to fly isn't it and oh he's he's like like you said he's our everything once we've tasted Jesus there's nothing else (laughs) why would you want to have ambition for anything else there's nothing more beautiful in life than his presence and being with him it's just glorious so in finishing golly that time has just gone in a nanosecond can I ask you to pray Catherine will you just pray whatever is heart for the people that are watching I'm sure you guys have been so inspired you know just just take these nuggets and try them in your own lives today I mean I'm sure some of you already are but just be encouraged you know where he's taken you Catherine is amazing you know and now with the chosen you've you're having you know you're part of a team that's having global impact and it's the most extraordinary television television series I think it's the best portrayal of the life of Jesus and the biblical stories that's ever been produced. I mean, really, truly, it's phenomenal. So I agree. Yeah, I amazing. agree. Okay, so will you just pray? Will you pray? For yeah. People? Gosh. Um, it's whatever is in your spirit. Lord, I just ask that you would make us a people that worship you. Yeah. That you would make us that worship would just drip from our lives, God. I pray that you would teach those that you're calling to the marketplace, that you would teach them surrender, that you would give them stamina and perseverance for the character journey, that you would not only increase the anointing upon their lives, God, and the talents upon their lives, but the fruits of the spirit first and foremost, God, and the love for you, that we would become a people that just drip your presence, that drip your glory and humbleness, humility and strength, God. I pray, God, that your majesty would open doors we couldn't dream of, doors that we actually don't even desire, but doors that we know the kingdom desires. I pray, God, that you would protect the marriages of those listening, that you would protect the relationships, that you would teach them the beauty of profound accountability, God. That you would make us students all the days of our lives, Jesus. That we never stop being students, Jesus. And I pray for playfulness, God. No matter where we climb to in this world, no matter where, what heights or depths, that there would just be this childlike wonder and playfulness that drips off us, God, that we would not do what is professionally deemed appropriate and what has just always been done, but we would instead usher in a new culture that we would incrementally change the way this industry is done, Lord. Because we're not trying to prove ourselves to anybody, but we're just trying to get closer to you. So I just bless those listening. I bless Liz to go further and deeper and higher in your glory, in your majesty, in your revelation, God. 
I bless her. She leads just the battle. I bless her. She leads at the front. I bless her, God, and I bless the call upon her life. Jesus. Wow. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Wow, beautiful, beautiful presence. Thank you, Jesus. We know you are here. We are all here for a flash of time. And I do, I agree with everything that you just prayed with all of my heart. And it's all about your life is about revealing Jesus. It's about knowing him, learning and sensitizing more and more and more to live from that place of union that you already have with him. You know, the encounters are a result of the union that we already have with Jesus. The encounters don't bring us into union. Unions in it. Union enables encounters. As I said before, and I just really felt to share that again, to remember that these experiences with Jesus is normal Christian life. It has been made possible because the spirit of God is inside of us now. And I pray that today you will know this afresh. You will know you will go deeper than you ever have in him, in experiencing his love and experiencing the truth of who you actually are and that you would shine wherever you're put and that you would reveal him and as Catherine has been sharing I've been feeling like a grace flowing increasing upon us all to be able to live leaning on the like John did leaning on the chest of Jesus leaning on the heart of our beloved knowing his heart for you and living in the security that that revelation that experience provides for you today and then from that place of rest flowing in his spirit and his creativity and his supernatural ability like he's given to Catherine you know holy spirit and google amazing <laughs> to, do, to, to, to know how to do the opportunities <laughs> so he, real though it's, so it's real. the truth it's the truth it's the truth he makes us he he, he just makes us look amazing he makes us look amazing but it the, the opportunities that he's opening up for you, I, I feel like that there's new opportunities that are opening up for you. And so, so be blessed, be blessed in your relationship with him today. Be expectant of doors opening, be expectant of the ability and increased ability to flow with him in partnership, but to lean into him, to live in rest and to live from that place of union like you never have. Amen. Amen. Catherine, so so amazing to be with you. Same, Liz. Thank you. And can't wait to see you again over to America. Lots of love. Lots of love. love. And to all of you guys, thank you so much for tuning in today. Have the most amazing week. And I look forward to being with you again next week. God bless.